Welcome back to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle. This month, we are tackling a shame trigger of aging. And no matter what age you are, when you enter a new season of life, there's often so much uncertainty. You know, whether you're a young mom and you're going from those baby toddler years to them being in school, or as Jill shares, you know, kind of entering that empty nester phase. And even if you don't have kids, seasons are changing all the time. And that can lead us to feeling stuck when we don't know the answers. What is the next step? And I love how Jill walks us through her process and how, you know, discovering art. She's a returning podcast guest, so she shared earlier in an episode how she got into art. This episode, we dive further into ways we can stay curious, things we can try, hobbies we can do to allow ourselves space for new things to enter. So sit back and enjoy as Jill and I flush it out. Don't forget to check out our VIPs, our valuable, insightful partners. You can find them at www.samanthaspittle.com slash VIPs. You'll find people that can help you with additional resources and services to keep flushing it out beyond the podcast. It's funny because... You know, this last month was parenting. We talked about parenting. Right. And, you know, one of the overarching themes was to stay curious throughout your parenting journey. And of course, the parenting journey never ends because you become you become an, a, a parent of adults. You know, your your mm-hmm. children are now um adults. And then there's this whole other phase of life where, you know, you just yeah, it's a new beginning and kind of walking through that a combination of the feelings, the experiences, and then things you can do to kind of, you know, enjoy this next chapter. And right. And in that it is the next chapter and that's exactly what it is. And I know, um, just like with anything, if you don't know what the next chapter is and you're creating it, there's fear around it. And I think that's okay, but there's a lot of shame in, you know, since it's flushing it out, Mm -hmm. there's shame in not knowing what your next steps are. And I think that's where me going back to beginning the year in February, it's not that I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt like I needed some time because I wasn't, I feel like I'm shifting. Things are shifting and I'm allowing for that. And I think there's nothing wrong with that, but at the same time, there is fear um, around not knowing exactly what the next step is and, um, but possibility at the same time. And I think that's where, um, some people, you know, that's a cup half full, half empty sort of thing. You know, I think that there's tons of possibilities out there and it's just a matter of, Ooh, which direction do I want to take? Do I want Mm -hmm. chocolate or vanilla? You know, Mm -hmm. there's no wrong answers (laughs) (laughs) or or swirls. I like that. (laughs) Exactly. And I think for me personally, it's always been keeping the creative juices flowing that helps me solve these problems. And I think that's my biggest thrust for other people is making sure they stay creative in whatever endeavors they do so that they have the, you know, an open mind to be able to accept what's coming at them because they might think they want to do one thing, but something totally different comes at them. And sometimes they resist it when they should be embracing it. Oh, that's a beautiful intro to jumping in to, to talking about this idea of 
aging and change and trying new things. So why don't you introduce yourself, a returning guest, Jill Perla? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Samantha. I really appreciate it. Um, So I have been painting professionally for, gosh, about 12 years now. Um, Quick story, started out painting after I had been working in business for 25 years in D.C., you know, doing the hustle bustle. Um, I started painting because my dad, he started doing art years ago when he was doing um, art therapy at his day away camp. And he had Alzheimer's. So in an effort to help um, him feel at peace and calm, he painted and he drew in his day away camps. And when I saw him do that, I thought he and I are cut from the same cloth. We're so similar. I'm going to pick up that paintbrush and give it a whirl because he was actually pretty good. Fast forward um, to today, I've been painting and selling artwork as a full-time career ever since, um, which is kind of crazy, but um, it's it's crazy good. And it's mm-hmm. it's been my passion for all these years. And it still is a, a creating art is a driving force in my every day, if, if I could just paint every single day, I'd wake up, you know, happy, but as you know, it, how life goes, sometimes you have to actually get groceries and, you know, do the mundane things in life. Yes. <laughs> that happens. The things. Well, it's exciting <laughs> to have you back because we, you know, as I said, a returning guest in the first episode, so go back and listen. Uh, we talked more about your journey and kind of how you got into all that. And when you and I spoke earlier about kind of this season three and the shame triggers, you know, we talked about aging and how the seasons of our life, the chapters change. And, you know, last month we talked about parenting and staying curious when you're parenting. Mm -hmm. And as you and I were talking, it was like, we have to stay curious throughout our whole life because it's so easy to get into these lanes or boxes or something. And, you know, as you being an almost empty nester become, you know, having adult children, suddenly it's, your life completely shifts and that can be scary. And I, I, I'm not there yet, but I know from right. having friends that have started to make the transition, there's a lot of emotions that go into that. So I'd love to kind of dive in and hear from your perspective. Cause I know having that creative outlet has been not only helpful for if you're into creativity, but like the lessons you learned along the way were really helpful. So, Oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, Honestly, some people, when they're dealing with um, being an empty nester, I I know a lot of people, um, they might move, they might downsize, they might do that. And, you know, move to Florida, for example, or, you know, just uproot and do that sort of thing. And I'm not quite there yet, but um, I think that it's good to kind of sit back and analyze and see kind of where you're at and where you're, you're, you want to go and, and think of your life almost, I always kind of structure it kind of as a little business in a way. I look at my five-year plan, my 10-year plan, you know, kind of where would I really love to be in 10 years? And, and to realize that, you know, it, it's funny because when I was younger, I would look at somebody who's my age at 55 and think, oh my gosh, they're old as hell. What <laughs> They're so old. You know, they may as well just stop. And, you know, and, and it's funny because now that I'm older, I'm like, wait, this, this is young. This is young. Yes. I'm not, I'm not old. I've got plenty of life to, in me. Yes. Um, it, but, you know, a lot of people are retiring and, you know, that is just not anything that is really of interest to me. I know. And, you know, back to parenting, 
everything from business to parenting, everything starts shifting. And especially in parenting, um, you start looking at your kids as adults. And that is so different because they're making decisions on their own and they're making their life decisions. And you just kind of have to take a little bit of a back seat and watch and be there when they're ready to say, hey, I need help or I love advice. But you, it, it is really a fine line of um, being too, too up in their business as yeah. it were, right? Because then yeah. they start shutting down. And, you know, I always want that really open um, dialogue with, with my kids. Yeah. The healthy detachment. That's what um, podcast guest and, and VIP Don Gishir talks a lot about. And I love that idea of the healthy detachment because, you know, as moms and stuff, we want to be so attached, but of course, as we get older, they get older and those dynamics change. And I think we talked about it before we were recording, but talked about as our kids get older and we start getting to this new stage of life, it can be exciting. It can be scary. And I would love to hear how you're starting to navigate that and, and how the choices you've made, you know, we talked on the first episode about getting into art and Mm -hmm. that was something, Mm -hmm. you know, that was kind of like a second career. That was a definitely a second career for you. And I think so much you, I'm sure you learned so that maybe this next season is more hopeful, curious. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I think the, I learn a lot about myself through painting and through the canvas. I mean, a lot of people will write and for me it's painting and that's where um, in the group that I have um, it's creative kickstart where I have people that are similar in age, you know, maybe forties, fifties, sixties. And I teach them how to paint and I'm really not teaching them necessarily how to paint, but how to let go and how to create and really experience what I experienced through painting. Mm-hmm. And what I did, you know, 12, 13 years ago now, giving up the standard of working at a nine to five job, opening up my own business and creating my own life was pivotal. And it was really helpful for my kids to see me do that because it allowed them to see that their life doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It doesn't have to be this way. Um, You know, they don't, if they don't want to go to college, of course, I'm encouraging them to go to college because I think that's a good foundation. But if they've got another plan that's, that's better for them, Mm -hmm. I'm all ears. And I think that's where learning through talking to the kids and really engaging with them, but also having my own outlet has been huge because if as a parent, I don't care what, what part of the process you're in, whether it's, you know, still raising little kids and they're running around, Mm -hmm. you have got to keep your eye on who you are um, as a parent, as an individual, forget the parent part as, Mm -hmm. as an individual, because you know, at the end of the day, when they're grown up and you've done your job as a parent, which you'll never not be a parent, you'll yeah. always worry about them, but the role shifts and, and changes a little bit. And, and you do have that healthy detachment, like you're saying, and um, you have to be able to have something for yourself to lean into and do and be proud of because your life isn't your child's life. It is your life and you're creating it. And I think society over time has 
caused women in particular to not allow themselves um, or afford themselves the ability to have something that's only theirs. Because I think people think that that's, oh, don't be selfish. Don't, you know, don't think about yourself. You've got to think about the kids. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about, you know, going out and spending boatloads of money and and being lavish and being silly about things. I'm talking about take 10 minutes out of the day. Yeah. You know, if that's all you can do and really reconnect with yourself. And for me, it was painting. It could be writing. It could be taking a walk, anything. But if you don't reconnect, you, you're going to have nothing left in you. And when the kids are all grown up, you've got, you're, you're kind of like, Ooh, now what? Yeah. Right? I think that's so common. And it's so funny. You were talking about the hobbies. Mm-hmm. I could have easily sat here a year ago and I would have said, yeah, you know, women need something for themselves. And I have some stuff for myself, you know, so I'm not in that boat, you know, then, <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. take a step back of life and, and look and think. And I remember talking to my husband. So with the podcast, you know, it, it started as like, I called it like a passion project mm-hmm. and it was kind of, I thought, you know, okay, that's my way of protecting myself in case it's a flop, you know, from a business yeah. perspective. Yes. And then, you know, feeling this pressure and I've said, you know, for a, a while now, because the podcast, I feel like pretty much saved my marriage, my health, my yeah. family, everything. It's, it's been so good to us personally. So if nothing else comes of it, yeah, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that all being said, it's like, my words are all there, but now cut to my husband. We were talking about buying something and basically spending money for the podcast. And, you know, we were able, you know, thankfully we had our, our sponsor the first two seasons and able to kind of pay for this hobby is kind of the way I always mm-hmm. looked at it. Well, then it, it becomes, wait, if, you know, if it's a business, if you're putting money into it, what do we need? And I just was having such a hard time spending mm-hmm. money, like anything extra than like bare bones. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, there's nothing wrong with spending money on it. Like if, if you enjoy it, if I enjoy it, if we enjoy it, it doesn't matter if it's like moneymaker or not. And I thought, oh my gosh, I, cause back in my, when I worked with, um, women, you know, doing Mary Kay and everything, I had this, mm-hmm. a similar conversation about women kind of losing themselves. And I thought, well, that's definitely not me because I found myself before I had kids. Right. <laughs> and now right. my husband wants to buy a camera for the computer. And I'm like, oh, we don't need to spend any money. And he said, well, if it, even if it's just a hobby, there's nothing wrong with having a hobby. Exactly. What if you just wanted to go do something for fun? And I thought, oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> right. Right. That is so and it, it's, it's so nice that your husband's feeling that way too, yeah. because I know it's unfortunate because a lot of husbands are like a little bit more rigid and sometimes the wives oh, are a little bit more sure. rigid. Yeah. And, but you know, it's funny because, you know, I think a lot of times people are, you know, I know there are a lot of husbands out there that play golf all the time. Mm-hmm. They don't mind buying a nine iron or whatever and spending however much on it. And yeah. they don't think twice about it. But I think again, it's a, it's a money mom yeah. wife thing, you know, it just is that, Oh gosh, I don't know. Should I, well, you know what? He, you do only live once and what you right. Yeah. And if it provides you joy, um, that's the deal. And hobbies, it's funny. I know growing up, I used to think of ho- the word hobby is so 
trivial and kind yeah. of silly because you know it's working as like you know making money doing this and like yeah. hobbies whatever that's 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 stupid hobbies are dumb yeah. but now I'm like wait a second people <laughs> hobbies are a lifeline mm. they are a lifeline and it comes in such a different um things. Some, somebody might want to paint furniture as a hobby. Some people might want to take computers apart as a hobby. A hobby is not just scrapbooking. A hobby is whatever you like to do, whittling. I don't care, you know, anything, redecorating. Yeah. But I think the key is to get something that charges you up, that gets you moving, whether it makes you money or not. I totally agree with that. But again, it's easy to give advice, but when you're in it, you're like, Ooh, I really want to buy that, you know, drafting table. Should I, you know, and you have this really weird thing, but you won't, you won't worry about spending thousands of dollars on a new car. You know, I mean, it's, it's just how society places necessity versus, you know, the needs and wants. And it's so Mm -hmm. funny. I've had a joke for years about how I have no hobbies. I mean, ever since I was a kid and who knows what, you know, all that's tied to with, I was joked talking to people was my hobby and which is why I started a podcast. And so exactly, like, it's so funny how all this roundabout, like, oh, wait, I joked that this was my hobby, but wait, is it, what if it really is just my hobby? Is that enough? Is that okay? Is it okay if I spend my time doing something that's not productive or that feels productive in the sense of making money or doing this? But it is productive because if it's making me happy, my family happy, you know, us healthier and happier than. Well, and see, that's a thing because, you know, and back to aging, it's the same thing. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That doesn't change you. You know, if you have a hobby now or when you're older, it's always going to serve you. And Mm -hmm. you, and I really think it's funny because years and years ago, I was the one of five kids in the family And I was the one kid that my mom decided I was going to try everything, guitar lessons, piano lessons, dance lessons, you name it, because she felt like I needed something because I was extraordinarily shy. And I'm curious by nature. So I dove into all those different things. And I think you've got to keep that curiosity growing, going your entire life, Um, because if you don't, um, then you just... um, you just kind of shrivel up and it just becomes um, a life of kind of stale and flat. If you, if you have curiosity, you're constantly, and and it could be curious about learning about world history or art history or stuff that I might be like, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Right. (laughs) But other people might think, Hey, I'm going in, I'm going to try it. And if that charges you up, go for it and just never, you know, it's the old adage of never stop learning, but there's something to be said for that. I think when you stay curious, conversations are better. Life's Mm -hmm. better. Um, It's funny. I I tend to be, this will circle back. I tend to have like acquaintances, lots and lots of acquaintances, lots of friends, but I have a best friend. I've always had like one best friend. There's always been, you know, they kind of come and go, you know, they're seasonal, but the, the best friend that's my best friend now, that's, you know, been around for about 10 years now, she and I have these conversations that we will go on these wild tangents and, you know, about the world or news and, 
And I think when we talk, we get so passionate about what Mm -hmm. we're talking about. And it's, it leapfrogs from sometimes the kids, but sometimes politics, you know, it's all over the place. And I think there's no judgment. And I think Mm -hmm. the, the older you are, I I hope people become a little bit more settled in who they are. I know Mm -hmm. I am, I'm much more settled in who I am. And I'm, And I think when you are, you're much more accepting of other people and Mm -hmm. who they are and what they stand for. And just if they don't stand for the same things you do, I'm very curious about, Mm -hmm. well, tell me about it. I want to know why you think that. And I think if people could be a little bit more curious in life, people get along a lot better. I really think. (laughs) I really do. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I've always said that, um, you know, with any differences that, many times we all have the same end goal in mind, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like with parenting, you know, kind of a, you know, relevant topic to last month is, you know, everyone, hopefully, you know, barring any extremes want to raise health, emotionally healthy, happy kids, you know, um, we all go about it in kind of different ways. And so getting back, you know, with this aging thing, I, like mm-hmm. I said, it's this common thread I'm seeing of this staying curious and, So for your experience, if someone is, you know, realizing that there is still a lot of life to live, that's the other, I feel like common theme too, with aging, right? Because the older you get, you're like, wait, this isn't that old. (laughs) Not Mm -hmm. when I was young, thought it was old. And so kind of looking forward with um, excitement and passion, how can people start kind of Mm -hmm. jumping into Mm -hmm. trying new things um, or gaining even the confidence to do those things that feel out of the box or, you know, kind of, it's like a dream in your heart. You know, if Mm -hmm. you have something like deep down that you've been wanting to do or try, but maybe there's like fear standing in the way, what are some things you found to kind of help push through Mm -hmm. that? Well, I think with anything, even what you did when you taught your kids, it's baby steps. It's one step in front of the other. And I think a lot of times people, when they get older, they look at young people and they think, oh, I can't do it because of technology or they, there's always some sort of an excuse. And I would say, um, let those go because they're just holding you back. And if, if there is a roadblock, find somebody who's younger or older or whatever, and ask them about it, get curious about it. And, um, I think that the more you, I I don't want to say push forward, and, but try and open your eyes and again, have grace for yourself. Um, the world will open up if, if like, for example, when I'm teaching my art classes, so many people look at a blank canvas and they are like, they lock up because they're like, I, I don't know what to do with this blank canvas. I'm afraid of making mistakes. Just, it's very, it's very similar in life. Mm-hmm. It's like, You got the only way you're going to know if something's going to work is to try. And if you're never really going to fail until you stop trying. So if you keep trying, you haven't failed yet because you're still trying. And I keep that is always a mantra of mine. I'm like, well, I haven't failed yet because I'm still trying. Yes. You know, you have to. And again, back to the, the beauty of getting older is you get more rooted in who you are and much more confident and solid. And you're, I, I'm at the point where I'm just, I want to share what I've learned 
And I want everybody to hear how I figured it out because I'm like, come on, listen, I'm going to help you out. I'm going to fix this and we're going to, we're going to do this together. And I want you to feel confident yourself. And it's almost like when my kids get, you know, they, they're growing up and they might not be interested in my advice. So I'm like, well, I'll find people Somebody else might be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Like. I've got all this to give. And then it's here for them when, if, or when they want it. Exactly. 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 And I think it's, it's kind of cool now because I do feel like, um, you know, everybody says that, I don't know what that is, that the 50 is a new 40 and yeah. all those. No, really. I honestly am the type of person that number it's, it's a number. It really doesn't matter. It's, I personally get along with people who aren't my age. I'm, I'm much better with either a lot younger, or a lot older. I don't know what it is about that, but I think it's just, again, I think because you're in a different life zone than this person. And that's where my curiosity comes in. And I think it, it's much more engaging conversation because I don't, I don't tend to like to dwell on things. Mm. I like to just kind of meet, move forward. And I think, people who are curious, they want to learn more. And they're just like maybe voracious readers and just, just, you know, want to just grab onto life and just keep moving forward. Yeah. I am very similar in that. And I think it's that curiosity. I never thought of that before, but it's, it's the curiosity and kind of being at a different stage and um, Mm -hmm. kind of being able to dive in there. And so the regaining your confidence, taking those baby steps as we're getting older, um, something we had talked about offline was engaging your brain more. And so what are ways to kind of engage our brains Mm -hmm. as we're getting older? Well, so for me personally, it's doing anything that I haven't tried before. Um, And I mean, obviously I would recommend art every day, all day, (laughs) because most people who've worked nine to five aren't going to be doodling, drawing, painting, and anytime you can use the opposite side of the brain that you generally wouldn't mm-hmm. is always good. And I know there is neuroscience behind that, that it's, it's expanding your brain. And I think that's the biggest deal when you're older, you, I feel like sometimes you tend, your brain starts to kind of atrophy a little bit because you're just used to doing the same thing over and over. It's just habit. Yeah. If you can break any of the habits that you have and do things differently, I'm talking even silly things like brush your teeth with the opposite hand. I mean, anything you can do. And I think um, things that you can do to help you become more creative or take us a class, get certified in something, go, go to your local community college. You're going to meet new people. You're going to learn something new and you're going to instantly feel younger. And not that the point is to feel younger, but feel more engaged. And I think that's, that's a big key too. I think when your kids are older and they're leaving, you want to make sure you're not left in like this vacuum of silence Mm. and with the group that I've created, it is a community where we gather. And even though we're painting, we're all gelling and we're all together and we're all creating together. And just, it's that kind of little bit of blissful time where it's like, we're all trying to create the same thing. We're all kind of marching to the same beat. And it's, it's very, um, it's very community driven. And it's almost like if, you know, if you're part of a church, you know, when you're all Mm -hmm. sitting there in the um, congregation and you're listening, there's that sort of spirit that just fills you and just, you just, 
it's so powerful to have a whole group of people together feeling the same thing at the same time. You know, if you're at a wedding or, you know, all of it, just if you can get tap into that sense of community and feeling like you're part of something, and I hate to be silly, but bigger than yourself. And it's true. It's so true. I think now's, now's when you should be um, volunteering at different organizations and, and whatever you've, you've done over the years, now's the time to volunteer and give time back and give back of yourself. And, you know, if you make money, great. If you don't, it doesn't matter. It's really, this is, this is the real give back time, I think. Yeah. And it's, it gives as much as you give out, it comes right back to you. Yeah. And the community aspect too. I think that's so huge is finding the community and to, and also too not to be afraid to find new communities. You know, we yes. talk a lot about breaking out of maybe some of the boxes we've put ourselves in or, or have been put in, um, you know, mm-hmm. fear of change. And maybe there's like a new community, you know, to be a part of, maybe there's something new you try with these, you know, kind of using kind of hobbies or volunteer opportunities to try something mm-hmm. different and not being afraid. Cause as you said, you get older and you're like, wait, I'm just feeling much more secure in who I am or more curious in who I am. And so not afraid to maybe right. take some of those chances. So, right. Take chances and not feel um, silly doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for me, there's so much technology that kind of trips me up nowadays but there's so many people that are out there willing to help you and they're like happy to do it. And when you know somebody who can do something easily, you may as well ask them for help and asking for help is not a problem. You know, you're told to ask for help when you're in school growing up. And I think, you know, as you're an an adult, you still, you still don't know everything. You know, no one's ever going to know everything and just knowing nobody knows everything. So who cares? Ask the question. Who cares? Just Just great. And then, the fear just goes away. It's, it's funny because I used to um, dance. I used to be a ballet dancer all through college. And that's something I gave up long ago, but lately I've been wanting to take up dance classes again. Mm -hmm. So that might be my new thing that I try. So something a little bit differently, different. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, I like that. A little nudge, a little nudge coming through to to try jumping into that. I think that's too, one thing I've learned a lot from um, speaking to so many wise people is kind of, you know, listening to our intuition, that there's something, you know, Mm -hmm. if you feel curious to try something, you know, that might be something worth pursuing and not feeling like it's ever too late, you know, not feeling like we've missed the boat on that one. So Right. And it doesn't have to be new either. I mean, I used to sing in chorus and choir for years and pardon me is thinking, ah, go back to that. So this is the time when you can pick up where you left off, you know, with a different angle. So lots and lots of possibilities. Well, um, even though we're wrapping up, I, I thought of something and I thought, okay, so, you know, I've had these great conversations around aging and I've, I've met so many women in my life and there's so many stories of change, changing midlife, you know, and kind of going in a new direction. And a lot of times it's sparked by some big life changes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking of, you know, when you have, whether it's, you know, a loss or a divorce or separation or something that feels like a, a obvious life moment to pivot Mm -hmm. and change. And Mm -hmm. I know that we've talked before about, you know, what does it look like to start over 
but when your life mm-hmm. is still looks the same, you know, you're still married, you know, your kids are still at home, you know, do we have to wait for a big life moment to start no. over? No, you know, it's funny because I think a lot of times people use, use something, say a move or, you know, the kids leaving as, okay, I'm going to wait mm-hmm. when that happens. So then you're, you're wasting say three years, you know, and, and that's not, sometimes it's good to wait. Sometimes it's actually better to jump in and make those changes now because you're in secure footing. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people do make big changes when say they've divorced or, you know, gone through these major things or, yeah. um, But, you know, for example, you know, my husband, he has cancer and he has had cancer for years now, but it's one of those slow growing cancers. So it's, that's part of the aging process to an extent as well. So there's that feeling of, I want to live my life. He's living his life, but we're living life at different speeds in a way, because, you know, we're at at different, different places, you know, and I think when you're married for so long, and you're with somebody who has challenges like this, I think you have to continue to think about what makes you happy and not feel guilty about that. And just like, you know, even if you just, your husband's feeling well, or you're feeling well, and the health is still there, you don't wait because life is so finite. I mean, we can talk about how, um, you know, we're midlife, but I think the biggest thing I can, I can tell people is what's the point of waiting? Mm-hmm. You know, there is no point of waiting. And if it is fear um, that you might make a fool of yourself, then you really don't have a reason to wait. Yeah. I mean, there could be mitigating circumstances, maybe too much money, or, you know, maybe yeah. you are the caretaker and you can't mm-hmm. um, move forward, but you can take little baby steps yeah. back to that. You know, you might not be able to launch into this huge new career, but you can sure take out that paintbrush and try you know, one canvas, right? And, you know, you could want to meet yourself where you're at, just like we would want to meet a friend where they're at, you know? So that's, um, that's what I would say, meet people where they're at and yourself where you're at and just have grace. That's beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I know that being at a stage of life caretaking, I know my mom, Mm -hmm. um, with her mom, you know, it's so a different circumstance, but you know, she, it was long distance and it just took a lot out of her to, to do a lot of that, um, responsibility and care. And so it's something we kind of right. talked about because not wanting me to feel like I had to put my life on hold, you know, when they're kind of right. at that stage of life. And, you know, if it's your spouse or, or anyone in your life, you know, people who are responsible for their adult children still. Right. And so finding right. ways, you know, I, I appreciate the reminder that it might look different. You know, like you said, you might not be able to go, uh, you know, full charge ahead, but just right. no matter what the stage is finding something for ourselves, because mm-hmm. when, you know, life is constantly changing and we don't want to lose everything, you know, that makes us, you us. don't, it, you know, and even though I'm a parent of much older kids, even if you've, you're a parent of much younger kids, you really can't feel guilty for fulfilling yourself because you're going to be a much better parent. You're going to be a much better human being. It's 
back to filling your bucket and filling other buckets. <laughs> you know, it's, it, you really have to do it and not feel guilty about it because there's a balance. Yeah. Right? For me, being around people who just are constantly talking about the growth and curiosity, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's something that I think almost, I guess would say, maybe that's the secret to aging. Maybe yeah. It's I think, I think so. I mean, I personally think I'm 12 and I've said that before, and I will always say that Mm -hmm. I just, I happen to take a look and I'm like, Oh wait, you're not 12. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I still am 12 in my head. And I I just think if you're, if you're young at heart and there is really something to it, you will live a far longer, happier life. Really, really and enjoy it and finding the mm-hmm. joy. And it's funny because on another one of the, the conversations with um, when my guest, Danielle, we talked about doing the work of growth and healing and, you know, mm-hmm. trauma work and therapy and how it's important work and we have to do it, but we don't want to lose the joy. And we talked yeah. about kind of digging deeper into finding our happiness and when were we last happy. And so this was, this is a great pairing with that because it kind of helps us take that next step of like, what are the things that make you happy? And, and also that's the other thing where with this eight, that this idea of aging is you might kind of identify things that make you happy, but then that's where fear and doubt could step in to say, you know, can't do it. Right. And don't, don't fool yourself. Yeah. Don't fool yourself because you, you know, you've been around the block long enough that you can tell whether it's fear and it's genuine fear. Like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't jump off that cliff. Yes. You know, let's, you know, maybe you should try this instead. But, you know, I, I tell you, if you live life with zeal, you're going to have a lot better life and a much more full and rich life. Yes. Well, Jill, thank you so much. I always love getting to chat with you and I appreciate your perspective. And I love getting to check in and see how things are changing and evolving and you know, seeing you yeah. take this passion, you know, with painting that was yours and became professional and now yeah. moving into how you can help others rediscover that creativity and passion and life and whatnot. So it's been a joy as usual and a pleasure. I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you. And how can people get in touch with you, Jill? They can get in touch with me at my website, which is Jill Perla Art. And if they would like to have a free class, they can join Creative Kickstart for a three, a 30 day free trial of my creativity group. And that's where they can paint and have fun and explore painting, which might be their next new hobby. Might be. And you know, even if it's not, it is a, it is a step forward. And so I have learned that there are no wrong steps. And so you Bingo. take the step and then if it feels right, you stay there, but either way, it'll get those creative yep. juices flowing. Yep. You never know. It could be jewelry making. So that's, See? that's the beauty of I it. Love Just it. open those eyes and ears and give it a whirl. I love it. Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to flushing it out with Samantha Spittle, where we explore growth and healing through vulnerable conversation Our hope is that you feel seen and find tools for growing resiliency and tackling your own growth and healing. Be sure to subscribe and check out the VIPs and other resources at samanthaspittle.com. This has been a Spitfire production.
wasting I've ever heard. 